You're listening to the Well Women Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's cycle health educator. Together, we're normalizing periods, cracking open real body talk, and femme rising the future. I'm here to remind you that your body is amazing. You can achieve balance, and body confidence all begins with your menstrual cycle. Get ready, beautiful. You're about to learn how to confidently reconnect with your body and discover your unique flow. You are listening to episode 107. This episode is all about ancient women's wisdom. I'm joined by Holia Fairley. We met online. I found like I meet all of my podcast guests online. And I reached out to her because she has a sole purpose to guide women back to their own innate healing wisdom. You know, that ancestral ancient knowledge that is locked up with them in them. We all have this, but how do we unlock it? And this is an area that I do a lot of work in myself in one-on-one coaching work along with Inside the Academy, but I really wanted to explore this on the podcast. So I invited her to come and share her wisdom. She is empowered, and you'll feel this energy throughout the episode, but she's empowered to help women become their own healers and to show them the way to connect back to their radiant, flowing, feminine essence, to know their own bodies better than anyone else's body, and to have a deep trust in the woman's womb processes. That's menstruation, fertility, pregnancy, and birth. Because our body has all the tools to heal, we just have to listen. That's Halia's message, and I knew we had to get that on the show. So in this episode, Halia takes us through the history of the feminine. We talk a lot about the patriarchy versus the matriarchy, and if you have no idea what that is as a woman, definitely wrap your ears around that part of the episode. We talk about what is Shakti, awakening your womb, becoming your own healer and ways that you can do that different daily self-care practices that actually contribute to supporting you in reconnecting with your womb and your own feminine essence. Then we talk about the overall ancient women's wisdom and monthly women's rituals that will help you connect with your womb and activate ancestral traditions. It's a beautiful episode and Halia opens us up with this episode with a beautiful prayer and I want you to take time to listen to this prayer. So whatever you're doing whilst you listen to this episode, please make sure you dedicate a couple of minutes as we get into the episode with Halia that you listen to this beautiful wisdom that she's sharing with us. Today's episode is brought to you by my five-day Love Your Cycle mini course. Are you new to getting to know your own menstrual cycle? Would you like to understand it in a better way and know how to live as a cyclical woman? Well, this is the simplified self-paced course for you. It teaches you the foundations and fundamentals of your menstrual cycle in under a week. Receive daily educational class videos and audios along with the action steps, a cycle tracking guide, cycle prompts, and my Love Your Cycle 50-page ebook and audiobook. This is your chance to discover everything you wish they had taught you at school about your cycle, how to eat, how to move, honoring your emotions, and identifying PMS and cycle science before they arise. It's now your turn to join over 500 women from all over the world who have taken this course to reclaim and reconnect with their bodies. And you can do this too in under a week for less than a fancy vegan burger. To learn more, visit wellsome.com forward slash shop. And to thank you for being a listener of the show, use the code cycle love to save 20% off. Halia, welcome to the Well Woman podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This, ladies and gentlemen, you're in for a treat today. I'm feeling very connected with myself to host this particular call with you. And I know you're going to do some and share some amazing things with us. 
before we jump into it, because I'm going to hand it over to you, Alia, what day of recycle are you on today and what are you checking in with? Well, I am day seven of my cycle and it's been a very interesting time for me with uh, my cycle and, and, you know, experiencing menstruating in different phases of the moon phase. Um, and I've just had a dark moon bleed and finished mm. bleeding on the new moon, which is my favourite. <laughs> I feel like the dark moon's at three days before the new moon. You know, we speak a lot about new moon bleeding and winter seasons and all this. But um, for me, this feels like the most powerful. You're bleeding while the moon's dark and then you finish bleeding with the new moon. And then there's that new little bit of light with the moon moon phase and then there's that spring energy then starts so I'm day seven I'm very much in my spring phase I schedule all my work and my sharing in my spring and my summer phase and then my autumn and my winter phase is a deep inward time for me so yeah I have two weeks in and two weeks out and that feels like a really nice balance for me and when I do um honor that I my cycle is regular and yeah I have my beautiful dark moon bleed which I yeah, thoroughly enjoy. Ooh, I love this. <laughs> two weeks in, two weeks out. And I must say, as we're recording this, I'm day six and I also had a dark moon bleed and oh. I'm totally, no wonder we're vibing. Hardcore yes. vibing. Oh my gosh, we're a day um, apart. Wow. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I finished bleeding on the 12-12, which I had a, I've had a deepest week ever couple of weeks um yeah I'm going through a marriage separation and got some news on 12 12 which would have been my uh, wedding anniversary and it just felt so nice to just be on the earth and just release that with my blood onto the earth and um yeah it just really aligned and it just feels like stepping into this newness um you know we're recording this at the end of the year I know it's not being released till next year but um yeah it just felt like really divine timing uh it's awesome it is divine timing and I'm feeling so, so rainy and, and humid here in Nimba, New South Wales. So there's this beautiful cocoony weather. Um, <laughs> yeah, it just feels really divine at the moment. And what a synchronicity that we're, yeah, in the same phase of our cycle. That's really cool. I know, right? And we are so about to talk about some beautiful topics for, you know, women and around ancient women's wisdom. And I know you're going to open us up into this podcast really beautifully. So I'm just going to get you to do that now and then, when you feel called to um, share a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do. And then let's jump into all of these cool topics. Thank you. So I wanted to start today with an invocation just to call ourselves fully present and to connect with the divine feminine energy. Um, I'd love to do a meditation and some breathing as well, but I know a lot of you might be listening to this while you're driving or cooking dinner or doing all the feminine things that we do. So with that, if you can close down your eyes and please do so. If not, just breathing into your heart space, just feeling yourself soften and open. Deep, calm, relaxed breaths with all your awareness on my words through your heart space. We call the divine feminine, the inner knowing within each of us, feminine wisdom, courage, strength, we call the women who have gone before us, mothers, midwives, wise women, ancestors, be with us. Remind us to trust our bodies. Remind us to trust the birth process. 
and to surrender our fears and worries. Remind us to simply be with what is our awesome selves, powerful, creative, yielding and wielding. We call the ancient birth and fertility goddesses that women have called on forever to guide us, nurture us, protect us and support us. Bridget, Artemis, Ixchel, Freya, Yamanya, Changing Woman, Pukingak, Sri Lakshmi, Kuan Yin, Toret, Hatha, Gaia, Nanjantia, Guardians of the Gateway of Birth. We give thanks for you answering our call. We give thanks for peace, love, joy and harmony. We give thanks for healing, for insight, for happiness, for fun and for safety. We give thanks for our connection with the earth and the moon. We give thanks for the opportunity to heal ourselves and to help heal the world and to live our life purpose by sharing our medicine with the world. We give thanks for you, for all of humanity to feel safe, supported, guided and nurtured. And we pay respects to the original custodians of this land, whichever land you may be sitting on, the spirits and the guardians. And we give great thanks to our modern technologies, giving us the ability to connect and to share worldwide during this important time. Blessed be. Okay, and so allowing those words to really resonate through your being. Noticing what you notice. Allowing the deep, calm, slow breath, which creates a deep, calm mind. And I'd just like to share a quote as well before we start. Dis-ease can only take hold in a woman when her shakti is depleted and her rhythms are out of sync with Mother Nature and the moon. And this quote's by Swami Maktandana. <laughs> so, so, yeah, Jen, thank you. Uh, just nice to start with intent and to connect and you know we have such crazy busy modern lives where we are disconnected from our shakti feminine energy and we have too much energy in our heads um, and you know podcasts can also be so much information being shared that creates more energy in our heads and just nice to speak some words with feminine resonance that can allow us to really drop in to our heart space and into our feminine selves Mm, so beautiful I love that so much now everyone's probably thinking who is this chick who's not done this on the podcast before what is German doing to us Aliyah tell everyone who you are and what it is that you do and how you arrived in this space well I'm still on the journey to finding out who I truly am 
And I've noticed, you know, through my journey of studying and sharing and um, feminine embodiment, there's all these labels that come with what I've studied and what I do, which gives me, um, you know, a higher self-identity or a higher ego, which protects me from going into my void, which is this um, journey I'm on at the moment. But basically my story uh, and who I am in this time is I'm Holia. I started this journey through my own health journey at the age of 21. I was really sick and disconnected from myself. I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism, anxiety, depression, um, and tried to go down the general road of Western medicine where you go to the doctor and tell them what's going on and they diagnose you. Uh, I was told that it was normal. Um, I was given scripts of um, thyroid medication, antidepressants, told that I might not be able to have children or that it would be hard for me to have children. And that was it. My whys never got answered. <laughs> I kept mm -hmm. asking, yeah, but why? This isn't normal. Why, why, why? No, no, it's normal. It's okay. Just take these and you can live your life. Um, and it just felt like this suppression. There was just this band-aid trying to be put over my condition. Um, and then I went down the path of naturopathy and was given all these expensive supplements and told I had to come back every month. And the supplements made me feel better. And as soon as I would think I was better and stop taking these expensive supplements, all my symptoms would come back. And I realized this is not curing me. This is just putting a Band-Aid over my condition again. Um, and so this sort of went on for a couple of years, a bit of a, you know, balancing act of the ebb and flow of really going into a depressed state and putting on weight and not having energy and just feeling so disconnected and disheartened with um, my journey. And that kind of guided me down the Eastern philosophies. I found some beautiful yoga teachers in Thailand, which um, initiated me into yoga, Reiki, um, and started to teach Chinese medicine and Ayurveda. And I really resonated with Ayurveda, which is um, an ancient medical uh, philosophy a system, an um, Eastern medical system. Uh, foundation in India which has spread quite widely into the west and yeah then herbal medicines and yoga practices and meditation and breathing and all these things then allowed my consciousness to come back into my body connecting my mind and body balancing my hormones through that um, igniting my passion aligning me with my soul work and then I really resonated with the feminine practices of Ayurveda. I studied for a couple of years with Dr. Ajit in New Zealand. And then that led me into fertility massage, fertility therapy, um, and then into shamanic midwifery with Jane Hardwick Collings, which is now shamanic uh, womancraft here in South Wales. She is amazing. She's doing such a powerful job of initiating women into holding space for other women to help heal the, the divine feminine and the wounded feminine and the wounded masculine um, and so yeah it was just this beautiful alchemy of calling in all these amazing teachers and taking little bits from each teacher in my own journey and and yeah creating what I share now 
um, which is still changing and evolving um, always as I am. I'm now a mother, had a beautiful conscious conception, amazing pregnancy, blissful, ecstatic, orgasmic home birth and I've got a beautiful conscious little three and a half year old daughter now um, that travels around with me and does ceremonies with me and yeah it just feels beautiful to be at this place but still open and expanding and growing so there's still so much more to come um, but yeah my, my message really is sharing um, that I'm sharing is empowering women to become their own healers that we've gone through this time of really seeking masculine guidance and masculine support, um, you know, asking our therapists and our doctors what we need to do to heal. But that wisdom is inside of us and we need to go on our own journeys to find that wisdom. Um, so, yeah, what I do is I help women, empower them to be their own healers, to find their own wisdom. And, yeah. So beautiful. It just goes to, sh to blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Something that um, I'm just sitting here just listening and like our videos are off because the internet connection is not the best right now. But um, so you can't see, I'm just like mesmerized. It's interesting. A lot of women ask me the question, oh, how did you get to where you are like to become a menstrual cycle educator? And I, I started a coaching session with a new client um, the other day. You know, we worked together over six months and she's like, so tell me like, how did you get here? Like, did you go to university and become a menstrual cycle coach and educator at university? And I said, oh, this is a really great question. I love mm. that you've asked this question. Unfortunately, at university, they don't offer that. Mm -mm. <laughs> um, but they do offer a bunch of other things, but I just chose a different path. And a lot of, I believe that we can be teachers and, and healers and creators and birthers and everything um, in the modern world based on what we've learned and with a degree, but life is also a degree. And, yes. you know, the experiences that we have and then combining multiple different types of certifications and study practices and personal practices and bringing them together really is an embodied practitioner. And really the word practitioner comes from to practice on, you know, mm. those who practice upon someone. And for me, I didn't want to be a clinical practitioner. I wanted, I didn't want to practice on people. I wanted to support people. And yes. so I love that your journey, Halia, has been about combining all of your experiences. And for those who probably haven't yet checked you out on Instagram, go and do that. But you from what I see, you really embody everything that you do and teach. And that's what a real practitioner is. Like a yogic practitioner isn't someone who just practices yoga because yoga is not the mat. Yoga is life. Yoga is every, the way you approach how you have a conversation and how you have a shit on the toilet. You know, it's everything. So exactly. I love that. Um, yes. Let's open up the conversation about women becoming their own healers because I want to talk about lots of things. I want to talk about Shakti. I want to talk about what is Shakti and women becoming healers. But today, recently on the podcast, we talked about this is the year, 2021 is the year of the feminine rising and the rise of the mm. feminine consciousness. What is a, like a healer? Like what is a woman becoming her own healer? What does that even mean? Mm. Yes, well, it can be very simple and it can be very deep. Um I'll start with, I, I did want to speak about 
the feminine energy and the matriarch and then I'll yes, talk about Shakti too. and then we'll yeah. lead into some simple feminine tools and please just jump in I can just talk 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 with a bit of Vada going on here <laughs> so just jump in with any questions and interrupt me at any time do Vada minds together what have we done <laughs> um, in the spring phase the maiden know, right? yep. immaturity mm-hmm. let's do it mm-hmm. so um We are currently living in patriarchal times, which is masculine rulership. There's a dominance of the masculine energy and masculine is very controlling. It's very structured and, you know, things like universities and certificates and, you know, handing all our power over to doctors and the church and all these masculine structures. And I'm not sure if you spoke anything about this in the last podcast, but this is the, the era that we're in at this time. And this started about 2,000 years ago, maybe 5,000 years ago, actually, through like the Bronze Age and the Iron Age. It was this masculine started to really rise up and they started fighting for the land and suppressing the feminine. And before that, it was matriarchal rulership. So it was the worship of the goddess. The feminine owned the land. The, the mother of the house was the head of the house. And, you know, the feminine energy is more nurturing more self-sacrificing more giving more unconditional love more heart space energy where the masculine energy is more uh, lower chakras more survival um, more hierarchy more dominance and so what happened around 5,000 years ago is um, yeah so the masculine and this is just a natural cycle it'll continue to keep changing every you know 5,000 10,000 20,000 years we're not quite sure it's just part of the ebb and flow Um, and the other thing that I teach is everything's an ebb and a flow we've got the ebb and flow through our cycle we've got the ebb and flow through the year and through years and everything is you know waxing and waning with the moon phase and this is just a bigger cycle that I'm talking about here so yeah feminine rulership worshipping goddesses, um, unconditional love, more connection with the earth and with the moon. We would have rituals around the moon faces, um, the moon phases, worshipping the seasons and have celebrations and connections with the earth and the earth seasons and all these beautiful things. There was more connection with the land and connection with the moon. And so 5,000 years ago, the, the masculine then started to rise up. And like I mentioned, the Bronze Age and the Iron Age, and then there was kings and there was the church then came in, the Catholic church and, you know, Jesus and worshipping this sun god, this one god. There was also then the witch hunts or the feminine, um, you know, all the embodied powerful women were labelled as witches, the healers, the midwives, the intuitives, the psychics, the astrologers. They were all slaughtered because they were seen as too powerful, too um too dangerous for the masculine that was rising up so the masculine was suppressing this and through this then there became the beliefs of uh, women you know afraid to speak their truth afraid to be too seen afraid to be too vulnerable afraid to be seen as too powerful Um, the menstrual blood was then seen as dirty um there's that conditioning where you know in um you know for example in indonesia somewhere that i spend a lot of time in they say that women can't enter the temples when they're bleeding because it's seen as 
um, dirty is, is a conditioning that we have is that the menstrual blood is seen as dirty. But in fact, it's actually that the woman is so powerful while she's bleeding. There's so much cosmic energy moving through her that yeah. if she moves in, if she goes into a temple in that time, that it would be really um, conflicting energy and crazy things could happen. Um, because- I'm so glad that you mentioned that because, you know, I, I often explain you know, the, the original matriarchy like 5,000 years ago with the Wonder Woman movie to kind of bring it into like modern context, you know, where the women, I don't know if you've seen the movie. I haven't. I need to. I'm going to write yeah, this down. It's a great, like I'm not into comic books, um, like movies, but I like I went with some friends to watch it and when it came out a few years ago and it really is a great depiction of how women didn't rule the world but they you know, they led, they gathered, they loved, they nurtured. And that yes. then there was like this patriarchy that was rising and coming in and dominating and, and taking over. And so for people who don't yes. really kind of, they want to picture it, but they're not sure, I'm like, go watch the movie. I know it's a comic book, but it actually is a really great story of what has occurred. And, yes. you know, thousands of years ago. And I just love what you mentioned about women in their menstrual bleed being so enlightened and this is the time in which we can draw on so much additional energy. Like this is the power. Like your, I always say your period is your superpower because your bleeding time is. is your superpower. And that's why you can't go to the temples because what might happen might scare the fuck out of everybody. So, yes. so crazy. Thanks for, thanks for speaking to that. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. And it's also seen as, you know, the women traditionally, and this is a download that I got a few months ago, actually, it was the biggest download I've ever had. I was shaking and crying and still trying to integrate it into how I share. But through that download, I come to, I believe that all women all around the world traditionally would have been menstruating at the same time that all women would have been bleeding around the dark moon or the new moon you know within a few days or a week in with each other but how powerful that would have been where all women were inward in their you know gaining prophecy having inward time doing ceremony releasing Mm. all women together there's a a book called the red tent um, where all the women would leave the tribe leave their family and all gather together and bleed on the earth and massage and nurture each other And then they would have rose through the full moon and the full moon is this creative time where they're, you know, expressing and manifesting and again in ceremony, up dancing and creating music with the full moon um, with their tribe. It's a beautiful time for connection. Um, and now we you know we're all bleeding on different moon phases, different times, and that's all perfect because we have the experience we need to have to learn the lessons we need to learn to bring us closer to wholeness. But um, and, and that's maybe what's needed for now. But just just um, feeling into that, how that time when we were bleeding, we have that disconnect from society. And traditionally, you know, you're not going to the temple, you're having more of an inward time. Um, There's still some traditions in India where the women, and I'm sure you're aware of this, um, and you might even know the name, where the women have a separate room in their house, and they leave their family when they're menstruating, and they go in and they do their pujas and their meditation, their own practices, and they gain clarity and and prophecy, and they have that inward time. So 
they can fill up their cup without having to be in service to the family and then the male the father then takes over the the family role or maybe the grandmother's living there as well and she's not menstruating and she's cooking and cleaning and looking after the kids as well you're spot on Um, you're spot on with yes yeah, yes. I'll, just, I'll just share a real quick story. I was when I was in India last year um, on my Panchakarma retreat that I run over there. Um, I was menstruating, and <laughs> I'll never forget because I was going to my treatment, and it was day one for me. And I was like, God, do I just wear a pad? But I'm getting like a full body work, and you have to wear no underwear, so I can't really wear a pad because mm-hmm. I can't put the pad in anything. And I'm like, Okay, do I wear a cup? And so I had a cup, a tampon, and pad, and I had period underwear, and I was just like really quite confused because I hadn't had that experience of menstruating whilst on a punch karma. And I was like, yes. do you, what do you want me to wear? And I showed the cup and I was like a banished, like, no, 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 nothing goes inside you. And like, it's a totally different story about that mm. journey. But just the fact that I was menstruating whilst I was there, I was very much kind of seen as, um, I don't want to say a goddess, but seen as like oh you know let's leave her to her own space and let she's treated a little bit different but like with a hierarchy of difference um yeah really beautiful that they they really honor and all genders honor that period of time pardon the pun but yeah that period of time and indigenously you know women who were (laughs) menstruating were sent you know not sent as in like you've got to leave but you know they left and you know the tribe for Mm. those few days of bleeding to sit with themselves in their own somewhat of red tent to reflect and draw on the the inner guidance that would be channeled through that time that would then support the community of the Indigenous about where they might move to if they were to move you know their community to a new location or you know what was going to be you know what was going to come in the future and the lots of different things um yes it's such a psychic time it's when Mm. we're most connected to our inner truth and the truth and yeah it just you know I love sharing this because it makes us realize how disconnected we are with our modern society you know particularly working in the city a corporate job and you know we're just taught to just get on with it just have some coffee and eat the chocolate and have all the stimulants to bring us back up to give us energy as if we're ovulating you know, society expects us to look like and act like we're ovulating all month long, but that's not the case. We are cyclic beings and our feminine selves go inward and then we go outward. Um, and yeah, and, and we we're just speaking about the, the conditionings that have been placed upon us because of the feminine suppression and the masculine rulership. And yeah, the conditionings of that we're dirty, that blood sturdy that we're crazy pms hormones all those things um but it's actually sacred and traditionally we were given that space and you know that when the women's in her room by herself you could look at it like she's being banished because she's dirty and she might be really reactive to the family but it's that she actually needs that time and space away from the family to fill up her cup to feel connected with the divine and to be protected from her family's energies so Mm. to bring that into you know we don't really have the time and space in our modern lives to be able to do it to that extent but we can still put things into practice to give us that space to connect with the sacredness I have to interrupt this episode to let you know that today is sponsored by the Well Women Academy. The Well Women Academy is my signature group coaching program. It's a weekly membership together where we study menstrual cycles, holistic health, and how to reconnect with your body. 
Every month, our Well Women Access members-only self-paced educational content across a wide range of formats, including written, audio, video, and guided home study. Join me and women from all over the world as together we cover fields of ancestral health, Ayurveda, sexuality, sensuality, holistic health, and everything to do with your yoni. This is your chance to join an international community of supportive women to discover your cycle, your body, ignite your inner intuition, and illuminate your life. It's a cyclical sisterhood like no other, not to mention it's also cheaper than your daily coffee fix. To learn more and to join us, head to wellsome.com forward slash academy. That's wellsome, W-E-L-L-S-O-M-E dot com forward slash academy. Um, but you did want to mention, you did want to talk about Shakti, which is the feminine energy that we're, we're talking about now. And yeah, what is that? Because I know that that word's kind of thrown around a little bit in a yoga environment, but yes. what actually is Shakti? So, and when I had named my business Shakti Holistic Healing, I just wanted to share, I had no idea what Shakti was. <laughs> it just come to me in a meditation. I was like, oh, that's a really cool word, Shakti. And then I Googled it and it was feminine. Yeah, it's feminine energy. It's, you know, there's yin and yang in Chinese medicine, in the Chinese philosophy that we're very aware of. Yin is the feminine energy. It's dark. Um, and then yang is the masculine energy and it's the light. So we're very aware of that. And Shakti and Shiva Shiva is the masculine energy in Hindi and Sanskrit and Shakti is the feminine energy. And Shakti is this primordial cosmic energy. Um, it represents the dynamic forces um, that are, you know, they move through the entire universe. It's, it's creation, it's manifestation. And Shakti literally means power. So this is the feminine power that we've just been talking about that's being suppressed. Um, it's the innate feminine power that's inside of all of us. It manifests um, as power to be conscious, power to feel ecstasy, to feel desire, to know, to speak our truth, uh, to be in alignment with our life purpose. It's flowing and it's expressive, it's vibrant, it's juicy, um, it's embodiment, it's fertility, um, you know, it's our creative fertile potential and this is something that's been so suppressed because we are taught to be doing all the time to do 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 and we're very much in our minds in our head space mm -hmm. and the feminine energy is this embodiment down into our heart space and into our womb space and it is space i love that's another real feminine word is space we need to have space to have space to be creative to have space to be fertile. Um, so, you know, my journey really started through when I started um, sharing was very Ayurvedic. It was very masculine and structured and clinical. And then it became more feminine throughout my journey as I became more feminine. Um, and then it became a lot about, yeah, fertility. Then I became um, a fertility therapist, helping women to get pregnant, helping women, um, supporting them through IVF, um, and through their fertility issues and we can't possibly be fertile if we're not creative and we can't possibly be creative or fertile if we don't have the space mm -hmm. so 
you know, the, the biggest aha moment I had when I first started my clinic was um, a woman that I was seeing that owned a yoga and Pilates studio and she was trying to get pregnant for a couple of years. She did get pregnant and then had a miscarriage and she was teaching like 30 classes a week. There yeah, was no very masculine. space very masculine even though she was a beautiful soft feminine woman and her expression was very masculine she was living a very masculine life just go 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 there was no space for creativity and fertility and once I became aware of this and shared this with her the very same week someone offered to buy her studio and my you know my recommendation was you need to live life now with that space as if you are pregnant or if you are have a baby in your life you're not going to be teaching 30 classes when you're pregnant or when you are a baby when you have got a baby you need to show the universe you're ready for that create the space now and yes yes, sold a studio got pregnant pretty much the next week and she's got two beautiful children now so um space also is very much like safety you know like you don't feel ultimately safe on a physical sense like your body's not responding feeling that it's safe when you go 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 it's responding feeling like it's in fight or flight and it's trying to fight a fight that it's not there but there's no fight but yes space like what you're speaking to with space is also very similar to safety like your body needs to feel safe and when there is space there is safety and that's when the body goes oh I'm in a position right now where I could bring and birth a child into the world oh yeah okay let's let's do that yes exactly and yeah safety and space but we could also be running away from that space because we're scared of it I see this a lot as well like women Mm. are so afraid to stop because they're so disconnected from their true selves and their life path and if they stop and create that space it it seems like it's a dangerous thing to do because then you do become more connected to your truth and then you do become more connected with your body and there can be scary shadow parts of yourself that you're running from that you don't want to address so it's yeah there's this fight and flight and there's yeah we're we're running from ourselves in in many ways and that's why I got sick I was completely running from myself I was working six to seven days a week going to the gym twice a day and just completely running from myself and I am very blessed that I got burnt out so early on in my journey at only 21 I was completely burnt out and for some people with a stronger constitution that might not happen till you're 40 or 42 and um yeah you know we all get pushed onto our healing journey at some stage but it's nice when you notice the signs and start initiate the journey without being forced to (laughs) yeah yeah it's beautiful yeah so um yeah so let's talk about that's a beautiful overview of shakti um how does shakti relate with ancestral women's wisdom let's talk about women's wisdom and how important shakti is like this beautiful feminine aspect because you do have the shakti and the shiva and both are essential for for ultimate Mm. balance it's really important to make a note of that actually yes is that we need shiva so we need the masculine and we need shakti the feminine yes but why like when it comes to ancestral women's wisdom I think the biggest questions I get is like well how did we used to live and what did we used to do as women and how do we used to treat our bodies and how do we think and treat our menstrual cycles like what what kind of practices did we do all the way back then and that really involves all of feminine shakti 
So what can you share? Like what are some practices and the way in which the, let's start with the way in which the feminine used to, to live, you know, the women used to live back in ancestral, you know, times, you know, what's some wisdom that we can draw on from that era or those eras? I love this. I'm yeah, so connected with like, is that a, is that a, is that a too deep question? Because I feel like I'm sitting not, here listening no, 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 to someone not, else's podcast no. rather than me going, oh shit, Gemma, don't forget this is your podcast. You need to yeah, let no, not at all, not at all, not at all. No, this is beautiful because I wanted to really um, finish with mentioning some practical tools we can bring into our daily lives, our monthly routine, like creating a daily self-care routine mm. and a monthly self-care routine so we're bringing in that nurturing feminine energy and that embodiment and you know we have sort of spoken about I'm a very visual person so I get these visions of us living in a tribe with all other beautiful women and beautiful children and men all living off the land and how connected connected we were with the moon phases you know when there's when it's the full moon there's this there's more light and we would have ceremonies of giving thanks with the full moon we would be dancing and singing and we would have you know heightened in, in intuition we would be living off the land with um you know giving our blood back to the land when we're menstruating and living off this foods that are in season and we would have feminine practices of being in circle with other women sharing our vulnerability but also having that that support like we would have been held we would have had the wise women in the tribe we would have had the healers there would be people that we could openly share and gain support from and now with our modern society we live in our own four walls we don't have that feminine wisdom you know we don't quite unless you're really blessed you might not have an enlightened mother or an enlightened grandmother that you can reach out to and know that their um, wisdom is coming from their heart space and not coming from their conditionings and pain so true so, so true and a lot of there's that. a lot of disconnection in those relationships too yes. around the world yes. which, which is contributing so to the imbalance of the feminine yes the, and the fertility women. challenges and menstrual cycle yes. challenges Yes, yeah. our mother wounds, the mother wounds have been created through these thousands and thousands of years of the suppression of the divine feminine um, is, has created these uh, mother wounds that need to be healed. But once we start to heal the wounded feminine in ourselves, it naturally starts to heal our mother wounds. But sometimes you might need to put a little bit more intent into healing that connection. But um, yeah, what I was saying is we don't have that support of our tribe. We don't have those wise women to lean on. So we need to actively seek that support externally um, and create our own tribe. And I really love Instagram for that. You know, Instagram can be used in a really conscious way. We can connect with other like-minded women and gain wisdom um, and share wisdom, express our vulnerability and our truth through that social media platform, which feels so weird. We're talking about, you know, all these ancient tribes and ancestors and connection with the earth and moon that we've just bought. I'm just like picked up my phone here looking at it. So, you know, it's not as much depth but the the message is that we need to actively support um actively seek this support nowadays um, but of course finding those um connections in person as well having your tribe that you can connect 
connect with and sit in circle with and share and, and have those ceremonies. You know, the new moon and the full moon are such potent times to connect. You know, the new moon is a real inward time where we can share our vulnerabilities and express what's coming up or journal if you just don't feel like being around other women. And the full moon is a very expressive time where we can manifest and express. It's a very fertile time. So you'll notice through my Instagram is my rule is, and I don't like rules a very masculine word, but um, my foundation that I live by is I have two weeks inward. So my autumn phase, so the week before I bleed and the week that I'm the week off I bleed is an inward time. I'm journaling, I'm reading, um, I'm looking in, I'm studying gene keys at the moment, which is like a modern um, astrology. So I'm looking at my shadow aspects and I'm noticing what's coming up. It's a very, it's truth time. Our, our week before we bleed and the week of our bleed is our truth time. We're more psychic, we're more sensitive, we're more connected to philosophy and we have the opportunity to really release what's coming up for us with our blood and give mm. that back to the earth so that it can be transformed and transmuted back to love. And when we acknowledge our shadows, they turn to light. So our shadows contain a gift. And so, you know, there's this aspect of shadow work and, and you know, we don't want to go too deep into the darkness because we still need to have this balance. So two weeks inward and then two weeks outward. So then I'm expressive. I'm sharing posts. I'm doing podcast interviews like today um, through that two weeks outward. So spring, which is the week after you finish bleeding, and then the ovulation, the summer phase, the summer week. And when we're ovulating, we feel good, we look good, we can articulate our words better, we are more connected, we're more sharp, we've there's a little bit more intellect, there's there's an easier way to express. Um, but when we're, you know, menstruating or about to menstruate, it's that real inward energy. We can't really articulate words. We feel a bit foggy. We don't really feel expressive because it's an inward time. We need to be focusing our energy inward. This is our time. And if we can really focus inward and really replenish and rejuvenate and retreat, um, you know, it's a time for releasing and for letting go and for cleansing. And um, from that, you then can really connect with your creative, fertile power, this power, this feminine power that can really rise and manifest and create. And it's the ebb and flow. And we have that every month with the moon phases. Mm. And what I see is the modern woman is just so disconnected from that. You know, after ovulation, we have the hormones drop and our um our energy starts to drop into that inward time and that freaks out a lot of women because they've got deadlines and things that it need really to be- does doesn't it it's where like it's where the, they the reach coffee, for the coffee increase goes up yeah 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 coffee and the chocolate and the sugars or the double dose of ceremonial cacao at least <laughs> you know um because we want to be we want to be yeah we just want to feel like and look like we're ovulating all month yeah. and that's not reality so it's not possible I'm, either it's not it's imbalance. You like, burn out. Yeah. It's like imbalance. It's really important to recognize that we do live through a life, death, life process every month cyclically with our cycle. And you can't force yourself. The way I kind of describe it, and I mentioned this in the 99th episode when I was interviewed on the podcast by my best friend, Amber, that, you know, a cyclical life is living your own cyclical life in your own lane. 
It's like trying to drive your car in someone else's lane on the road. Mm. Like you're in your own lane. So just stick in your lane and live in that cyclical nature and it will serve you. But it's not necessarily always easy to do. And what I'd love to hear from you, Halia, is you mentioned a bit about monthly rituals for a woman. Like what are some monthly rituals that a woman can can do, whether it's in relation to their cycle or not? Yes, beautiful. So I'll start with a daily um, practice. So I teach that the first hour of your day determines the rest of your day. So if you're jumping out of bed, uh, making the kids breakfast, doing a million things, multitasking as we do, it's like this whirlwind of excessive prana, excessive energy is moving through our body, but mainly in our headspace, in our mind. There's no embodiment down into our, into our body, into our womb space and our heart space. So with that, I recommend starting your day with some meditation, with some breath work, with some journaling, pulling some cards, something sacred. If you can create that sacred space in the morning, then that is more likely, that sacred feminine energy is more likely to remain for the rest of the day. And particularly breathing, the breath practice, deep breathing, breathing in through your nose all the way down into your belly expanding your lungs breathing down all the way into your womb space a beautiful practice i like to do is breathe into the heart space allowing that heart space to expand actually we can do it together now well even if you're driving you can do this keep your eyes open if you're driving but breathing in through your nose into your heart space feeling it expand and soften and then exhale down through the body through the womb space down into the center of the earth And so you can do that even just a few times. You could do that for 10 minutes. You could do that while you're working. You can do that while you're doing yoga. But breathing with intent is calming the nervous system, connecting the mind and body. And the heart space and the womb space are our most powerful, creative, fertile, feminine centers that we need to connect with. Um, So starting your day that way will continue throughout the rest of the day. And, you know, I had really bad anxiety um, through the beginning of my journey. And I noticed, well, I'm very aware that the breathing practice in the morning was what healed my anxiety. And now if I wake up with a busy day or feeling that anxiety again, I have to sit down and do a breath practice to connect the mind and body and get that oxygen through my system. So So important. So, so important. It's My bestie so calls the breath breath work is the best work. Oh, I love that. Yes. Yeah, breath work is the best work because, you know, often it, you're breathing. If you're alive, you're breathing. Yes. But whether you're breathing for yourself or not is a different thing, but potentially everyone's breathing. And if you're not, sometimes during the day you catch yourself like, oh, my God, I haven't really been breathing. And it's not that you haven't been breathing. It's that you haven't been deeply breathing. Yes, you haven't been mindfully breathing. breathing. And they've found that, you know, shallow breaths are connected more with the fight and flight response Mm, and deep breaths are more of that rest and digest state. So you cannot be anxious and busy and have that busy monkey mind if you're breathing deeply. So a deep, calm, slow breath equals a deep, calm mind. And another quote that I love is, um, if you own your breath, no one can steal your peace. So, you know, if you're really mindful with your breath, it doesn't matter what's going on externally. You will have that peace internally and it expands your energy field. It just gives you that connection and that, um, yeah, just that connection and and a bigger energetic field. So external things can't affect you because you're more 
connected with your internal truth. Yeah, totally. Um, That's a great way to start your day um, for daily practices. Yes. Um, thank, you. thank you. What about our monthly ones? And so monthly, um, I've got a few practices. I've got Instagram TV videos on how to do these. One practice I really love is womb steaming. So womb steaming, it's also um, known as yoni steaming. I recommend to do this when you finish bleeding, helps to detox your yoni, your uterus, your womb space. And then again, the week before you bleed, so in your autumn phase, most importantly. And what this does is it's getting the medicinal healing uh, warmth of the steam and the herbs up into your womb space and it's softening. And it's a beautiful ceremonial practice that you can light some candles, set your intention um, and do the practice, which can only, you know, it might take only half an hour, but it's a self-care practice. The other thing is, any energy, any self-care that you do for yourself, any energy that you put on yourself, any intention, any self-care practices are filling up your cup. So it's, it's, you know, it's like it's filling us up to be more connected, more embodied. And then we don't get that inner resentment and that crazy PMS that comes out through the autumn phase. Um, the autumn phase of our cycle just before we bleed is a really beautiful time for self-work to raise our consciousness to be connected to our own truth um, and it's only that we get pmsy and seen as crazy and hormonal if we're resentful if we haven't been honoring our truth and honoring our bodies throughout the whole month and this is a very big message for mothers mm. <laughs> you know we're such selfless beings if we're giving 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 all month long of course we're going to be resentful when our bleeds about to come and we're craving our own space but if we can't have that space where we can go away for three days and three nights and be on our own we need to build up that time throughout the month so doing things like a breathing in the morning and meditating even if it's for a couple of minutes but 10 minutes an hour would be amazing but you know whatever you can do you can do and then a monthly practice of womb steaming twice a month um, this then bringing the energy down into our womb space alleviates painful menstruation it helps to heal any um, menstrual conditions like pcos endometriosis like all these modern menstrual conditions are just simply from being too much energy in our head too much masculine energy um, being disconnected from our feminine selves and by bringing in these simple simple um, self-care tools we can start to heal that and and womb steaming is such a simple uh, beautiful ceremony that we can do even if it's once a month twice a month's even better i'm just starting to talk a bit louder because it's raining quite a lot now and i'm just sitting in the back of my van so hopefully you can hear me okay um so yeah yoni steaming the other thing that i teach is a self fertility massage so with the fertility massage that i've um, trained with which is quite similar to the mayan abdominal massage and also the ayurvedic massage that i've learned i've blended these together and formulated my own self-fertility massage and this is something that you can do every night is amazing if you can do it every night um, but if you want to just do it in your spring phase and your autumn phase you can just bring in um, you know do whatever works for you the other thing is bringing in these practices if you're already a really busy person if you've already got a lot of masculine energy in, in you know in your life and a lot of to-do lists sometimes it can be a bit overwhelming for women to then have more practices to do so we need to soften into 
being accountable and knowing what practices to do at certain times of the day and certain times of the month and certain times of your cycle um, without creating more stress. But, of course, we need to prioritise ourselves. If we can be really fill up our cups and really be embodied and connected to our feminine selves and have these practices, then we can show up and be more um, selfless, to be more um, giving and creative and fertile externally. But we need to be have all that internal first. We are number one. <laughs> You're so spot on, so spot on. Yes. It's it's um it's easy to do. It's just easy not to do. I, I say that all the time, but prioritizing yourself is really fucking important (laughs) excuse the language but it's so important and listening to your body is so important you know if your body feels like it needs to rest it needs to rest if it feels like it needs space it needs space if it feels like it needs to like burn off energy then it needs to burn off energy like trust your intuition and this is the journey I guess of women have been so disconnected from their intuition even though we're born with intuition, we've become disconnected with it because of the world that we're living in. And now we're on this journey mm. of like reconnecting with our intuition. The hardest part of that is trusting, is trusting that yes. intuition in all aspects of our lives. And if the first way you can do that is just trusting the little things that you feel, oh, I've had enough to eat. I don't need to finish my plate. Oh, I'm actually really, really hungry. Oh, I need to go move my body. Oh, I actually just need to get up a little bit later. Or oh, I should really go to bed mm. a little bit earlier. Trusting your intuition is so vitally important. Kalia, this has just been such an amazing topic share. I'm really, really grateful. We are almost out of time. And before I ask you... Poor forever. um, Yeah, I know. Before I ask you our final question, I'd love to... um, I'd love to... Have you just quickly share like how, what is the best way, the number one way for um, our listeners to find you if they'd love to learn more about what you do and what Shakti Healing is all about? For sure, Instagram. If you do have Instagram, it's Shakti underscore healing. And, yeah, I share my life journey, my parenting journey and um, little bits of wisdom through there. And I share things daily through my stories on there. Um, I've also got my website, shaktiholistichealing.com.au, which I've got a blog. Um, And I have a beautiful offering, which is my e-course. The Shakti Code e-course is a seven-week journey to menstrual well-being and optimal fertility. And we journey through the moon phase each week. Um, And it's a mixture of Ayurvedic practices and um, fertility awareness method, fertility therapy and shamanic midwifery. It's pretty much my life's work so far (laughs) embodied into a seven week journey and um yeah our next one will be starting mid-january which might be past when this podcast is released but there'll be another one mid-year um so yeah keep an eye out for that um i just think it's such an important time to share and connect and to heal the divine feminine it's the most potent powerful time that we've experienced in this lifetime um and yeah it's time to rise sisters and if we can empower ourselves to become our own healers and gain this wisdom and knowledge and then go out and share it with other women it's the most potent thing that we can do um is to share thank you so much all right final and all those links will be um will be in the show notes final question um that i'd love for you to share your input on is it's a podcast question ask all i guess this 
what are three guiding tips you would give to your younger menstruating self? So think back to yourself when you went through menarche and got your first period. What are three things you wish you knew then that you now know today? Mm, yeah, wow. Beautiful questions. Um, firstly, you are enough just as you are would be such a potent message to share with my younger self. Mm-hmm. And Beautiful. also that your cycle is powerful it is the opportunity to release to create each month that it's sacred and oh how beautiful it would have been to bring in rituals and acknowledgement through that transitional phase which uh, hopefully I get the honor of doing that for my daughter because you know our society just shuns it out as something that's um you know it's difficult and hard and disgusting and it's not honored so to honor it would be so healing and also to be aware that we have the potential to ovulate or we do ovulate every month that we are only fertile for a tiny phase of that whole month that we don't have to take contraceptives for period long periods of time um you know I took contraceptives for 10 maybe 12 years and had no idea that I could tell when my body was ovulating and it was the biggest shock of my life when a lady told me at a chemist (laughs) after the pill had made me sick for 10 years a lady at the chemist told me oh don't you know you can tell when you're ovulating each month it was just the biggest shock because I had been to every single doctor I had had taken every single pill and not a single person had told me that I would be able to tell when I'm ovulating and that I could take control of my own um, contraceptive health through natural yeah. fertility awareness. So to share that with my younger self would be so powerful. Like, of course, I had the journey I had, um, but this is something that should be shared in school. So, you know, we might not have the maturity to embody and, and do natural fertility awareness um, safely, but at least it would be in our consciousness as a um, option (laughs) yeah it's so true I love these tips it's why I actually do teach in schools for this exact reason oh you do Um, amazing it's just well done yes it's beautiful I love hearing everyone's tips and it's just so beautiful to hear that you know there there are many things that we wish we knew but that's how we gain knowledge is by learning through experience so we can't backtrack but it's all part of our story and our journey and it's you know stepped into this world in our lifetime for for a learning lesson and it's beautiful. And I, I just want to say, Holly, thank you so much for, um, for sharing all of your wisdom today on the show. Um, it's been really beautiful. And I know that a lot of our listeners are going to be like, wow, there's so much that I can open up to. And if you'd like to learn more about this journey, please head to the show notes and, um, and, and learn more about what we have to offer. So Holly, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me and giving me the opportunity to share with your network. And thank you to you for having this podcast for women to listen to in their own convenience to learn and grow and evolve. So thank you for sharing. Thank you so much for tuning in to every episode of the Well Women podcast. I trust you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you got a lot out of it too, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast app. This means together we can inspire, connect and educate even more women. Now, is there a bestie, a sister or a friend who you know may be frustrated and confused with their health? Are they ready to discover new aspects of themselves too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, 
share it on your social media, email it, text it, or any way you need to get it to their ears. So together, we can all live in flow, harmony, and balance with our bodies. And be sure to tag me in it too. Hashtag Well Women Podcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body, and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle. 